Hello and welcome to the Secret Lady Biz podcast. I'm obsessed with leadership in all its forms and particularly what it means to be a female leader. So join me, Kristen, as I interview and find out more about the unique journeys of some amazing women in leadership. So welcome back to Secret Lady Biz podcast. I have yet another inspiring and incredible woman in biz for you. Today we are speaking to Freya Graf, who is relatively new uh, to WA, never mind, to the Great Southern. And Freya is a yoni mapping therapist and a holistic sex coach. So she has many strings to her bow. And I'm so excited to be interviewing her today. So welcome, Freya. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was an amazing intro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I wonder if it's a business expense if we get our own hype person to walk around with us and introduce us in in the manner to which we would like to be introduced. Yeah, I'm beaming. I feel pumped up by that. (laughs) Fantastic. Good. So Freya, um, I just mentioned that There's been a bit of a shift in your life recently, but can you briefly tell the listeners what your journey has been so far to get to where you are today? Mm, How far back are we talking here? Just my sort of career trajectory or? As far back as you think is relevant. People need to know. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I grew up in a little rural town in Victoria Mm -hmm. um, and I sort of started out doing a lot of hospitality work. Uh, I was a chef for a while, got into chocolate making and patisserie, uh, realized I definitely didn't want to do that as a career. (laughs) That was more of a hobby. Um, And the fastest way to take the passion out of a a hobby is to try to do it as a career. So gave that the flick and then got into childcare, worked at a kindergarten for a number of years as well. Also felt pretty burnt out (laughs) after that. And yeah, I guess tried to start my own businesses in a couple of little things as I went because I always had ideas, but Mm -hmm. my follow through wasn't great. I'd start and then I'd hit some hurdles and uh, it would sort of, yeah, the motivation would subside. Um, And then eventually came to, uh, I suppose I started out on the sexuality path via personal development so I started working on my own mental health and my own belief systems uh, around what I thought was possible and the kind of life I thought was possible for me to have and what I deserved Uh, and really quickly started realizing I didn't want just the cookie cutter nine to five job not that there's anything wrong with that but it just didn't suit me every time I was in a job for a while I started getting really depressed and feeling unfulfilled and stuck Um, and so yeah then I started exploring personal development changing the way that I sort of moved in the world and once I got really addicted to personal development I realized that a massive area of my life that I needed to look at was sexuality Mm -hmm. because I had a lot of blockages and trauma and Um, challenges in that area so Mm -hmm. then I found tantra and sacred sexuality did a whole lot of workshops and retreats and trainings and threw myself in the deep end there which was fucking terrifying um and really took me to my edge but was definitely the most 
valuable um, and kind of pivotal move that I could have made at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I suppose realized how much benefit I was gaining from removing the shame and the stigma and really kind of facing my issues around my body and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then thought far out this is a game changer for me and I'm really becoming quite passionate about it and maybe I could do this as a job maybe I could make a career of it um because if I've been able to overcome my challenges with this then surely other people can too and they'll benefit just as much as I have and I'm in a unique position to assist them in that process uh because i've come from here and now i'm here so i started getting super nerdy and passionate about everything to do with sexual education and sexual health and relationships and intimacy and um yeah personal growth in the realm of sexuality and then did some tantric practitioner trainings and then stumbled across the yoni mapping therapy practitioner training and yeah i mean the rest is history that's kind of been my trajectory (laughs) fantastic wow so a lot of information and a lot of uh, knowledge behind where you're coming from and what you do I suppose so I mean I feel pretty uh, you always feel like there's so much more that you could know or more um, you could learn about more experience that you could have but I guess you just have to really give yourself credit for how far you've actually already come and yeah the knowledge that I do have because I I just am constantly consuming information and I just get my kicks from reading about this and you know learning all the time I feel like there's never-ending amounts of knowledge that's still out there for me to learn Um, but then that kind of means that I forget that actually what I do know is still so much more than the average person yeah absolutely some mindset yeah yeah very much so and and I honestly believe that you can't coach what you haven't done yeah exactly yourself yeah so there's a certain level that you're at that you want to help your clients get to yeah understanding yeah totally Um, and because you've been through the journey that they're now going to go through with you as their Mm. coach you have been down that pathway you know what it looks like yeah, yeah definitely I wouldn't feel good about coaching something that I hadn't experienced firsthand and done and kind of um, overcome because yeah I mean I feel like I can relate to my clients so much yeah. and they can relate to me as well you know it makes yeah. them feel comfortable absolutely mm. fantastic thank you for that rundown and so generally just tell us about your uh, your business the products and services that you provide and who your target audience is those sorts of things. Mm. Uh, so with the yoni mapping therapy, that is a modality that's for women by women. So mm-hmm. target demographic, um, pretty basic. Women usually um, between the ages. I mean, I get clients from all, yeah, really, really varied. But probably the most common demographic that I'll see, uh, sort of thirty to fifty, often mums uh, because I work with women prenatally and postnatally Um, and yoni mapping therapy is basically a holistic healing modality that incorporates sex education talk therapy and sex coaching Mm -hmm. Um, so the talky component and then uh, we do a full body massage and then 
uh, abdominal, pelvic, inner thigh, and then yoni massage. So yoni is a Sanskrit term for the vulva, vagina, womb, that sort of whole reproductive space. Mm -hmm. And we do an external yoni or vulva massage and mapping. And then if the client is feeling comfortable and ready, we do some internal massage as well. So Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the sessions are all at least three hours long. It's quite a lot, um, of different elements that we cover and the internal work is basically to release tension and, and I mean, physically to release tension in the pelvic bowl and then also to release things like emotions and trauma that might be stored in the tissues from past experiences um, childhood or sexual trauma or even just something as kind of tricky to pin down as emotional factors like shame or guilt or um, conditioning that the person has been carrying around through a religious upbringing or parents shaming them for self-pleasuring when they're young or touching their genitals when they're young or I mean it's very it's tricky not to go off on a tangent here because there's so many different reasons why a woman a woman might come for a session mm-hmm. and there's different sort of benefits that she might seek um and we approach it really holistically so yeah yoni mapping is something I'm super passionate about and I've experienced firsthand and through clients how impactful it can be in empowering the person in their body around confidence and comfortability with their body and their genitals and their sexual expression Um, also educating them on their anatomy and on everything from you know arousal processes to how to communicate in the bedroom and um, yeah I've, I've just seen how empowering it can be for women to walk away with all of this newfound knowledge and also just to realize that they're so normal you know there's so many um, conversations I've had where the main takeaway for that client has just been it's actually you are not broken you know you're so normal and everything that you're telling me that you're experiencing is quite a common part of the experience of being a woman actually so Yeah. And talk to me about the coaching. What does that look Mm. like? What does that involve? (laughs) Uh, Well, probably quite. So the talk therapy component of the Yoni Mapping sessions, um, it's sort of like that, except I've packaged it up and put a whole bunch of other stuff in there in terms of education and information to create coaching packages so that I can work with people over a longer period of time Mm -hmm. and then also give them really individualized game plans I suppose so we tailor we tailor the coaching journey to where they're at and what their challenges are at the time and I'll give them home play practices to take home Um, and then the next time we chat I'll see how they're going with that and we can give them some more resources and I just hold their hand basically and give them all of the education and info that they need as well as I suppose yeah an empathetic ear mm-hmm. and support you know I'm I'm I love being someone's biggest cheerleader and just supporting them and encouraging them and giving them as much um yeah just bolstering them along their journey so the coaching I offer there's a package I call queen out which is a coaching package for women 
And then I also have one called Stud in the Sack, which mm-hmm. is a coaching package for men, hetero men, about how to be the best lover that they can be for a woman wow. partner. Amazing. Yeah, it's a bit, it's pretty binary, but that's sort of where my realm of expertise sits. So yeah. I am conscious of like, oh, this is for men and this is for women, but it's, you know, that's... That's where you practice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so for all of those out there, you know, Father's Day's coming up, yeah. looking for an alternative <laughs> gift... <laughs> absolutely because so much of the stuff that I teach women or that I coach them on they're just going oh my god why doesn't someone tell this to my husband or I wish the guys that I was you know with when I was in my formative years just experimenting with my sexuality knew about this stuff because oh it's just the blind leading the blind out there really Mm. and um yeah sometimes it's tricky for women to take the stuff that they're learning with me home and try to introduce that to a partner but if the partner was to actually come and have a session with me or do this coaching package they're going to be getting all of that juicy super valuable information about how to be amazing in the bedroom and an amazing lover and support to their partner yeah Mm. so do do you do couples as well have you had people that have come to you together to to invest in yeah. In improving their sex lives. Yeah, yeah. some. Yeah. Um, it's a, I haven't got a package that's sort of pre-packaged and ready to go on my website, but I'm totally open to doing couples. It depends if they want to learn um, physical bodywork side of things. So I teach yoni massage and lingam massage as well, mm-hmm. um, or whether it's more the educational component. But I'm working on trying to package all of that up and create a separate package or online course even, I was mm-hmm. thinking. Mm-hmm. Um and a couple's retreat is always in the back of my mind. I haven't had time Phenomenal. to get to it, but that yeah. would be that would be incredible. I'd love to do something like that. Well, yeah. there's so much here in the Great Southern that could provide that <laughs> really relaxing environment mm. for people to come and to really, really get embedded mm. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, reconnect and, and yeah. go through that process with you. So. Amazing. I really look forward to seeing what you can <laughs> what you can put together. Um, so the coaching packages can be done on Zoom as well as in yep. person. Yeah, 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 which is great because I have just moved interstate away from my most of my client base and my sort of online following. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that these coaching packages will um, provide a way that I can still reach a lot of people yeah. everywhere rather than just locally. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Excellent. And so what really you've, you've explained the process of how you landed in this particular um, industry and down this vocational um, pathway, (laughs) but um, what was it about becoming an entrepreneur that, that really appealed to you? Hmm. I don't think I ever sort of thought, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I just naturally gravitated towards that kind of lifestyle because as I was saying before anytime I was in a full-time job for any length you know serious length of time I started getting really really depressed and my mental health would suffer yeah my sort of yeah my whole lifestyle would kind of change not for the better either like my health would slip in a lot of ways and I always had a lot of ideas things that I wanted to do but that didn't there wasn't a job that existed that I could go and apply for to do this thing so Um, I think I've always, and as a kid, I was just (laughs) always trying to make money off stuff. You know, I'd do some (laughs) paintings and, and mum and dad would be like, oh, that's really nice. I'm like, oh yeah, do you think I could sell it then? We should have a garage sale. And I lived 
on a farm with no neighbors and no foot traffic of super long driveway. And I used to set up the deck with all of my stuff that I was trying to sell and put a sign at the end of the driveway. No one ever came. Like you can't have a garage sale out there. Um, but I was, you know, I think I was always enterprising, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Um, and then sort of, I almost got, um, like we were speaking about earlier, I almost got forced into it just because all of the paths that I wanted to take in terms of what I wanted to do for work didn't provide a, a typical pathway. Yeah. And, you know, doing a yoni mapping therapy training, you don't come out of that and then get hired somewhere. You pretty much have to go and strike out on your own and start up your own practice. And so I don't even think of myself as an entrepreneur. I just think of myself as a sole trader I guess you know like I'm just doing I'm doing what I'm passionate about and I'm doing what I love and there's no pathways for that so I'm just having to make it up as I go fantastic and then you can make your own rules yeah exactly yeah no that works that works really well especially you know I meet a lot of people who don't fit into that corporate box um and so finding what does work for you and then applying it to your passion yeah exactly really privileged position to be in I think it's totally yeah, yeah I know it's it's hard it is hard mm, yakka and it it's, is it's a long slog but I you know all the challenges and difficulties I still wouldn't have any other way just because the benefits that come with it and the variety that I have mm. you know having a lot of different things going on and little side hustles that's just always been yeah you know my jam fantastic mm. excellent and what would you say has been your greatest professional achievement to date? Oh, being asked on this podcast, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, I don't think I have an answer to that question. I oh, I feel like mm, the fact that I started out in Melbourne in this modality that no one had heard of, yeah. so that's already you know you're already at a disadvantage if no one knows what the fuck yoni mapping therapy is and then when they do find out what it is there's so much shame and taboo and stigma around anything to do with genitals sexuality you know even just the fear around that topic and then also the fear of a lesser known modality that maybe hasn't been around for ages or at least in the mainstream isn't recognized yeah so kind of starting from scratch with that um and getting to a place where i could actually live off it and i was getting enough clients um to that was my main thing you know the first few years of doing it I always had to have part-time jobs and still work a bit in childcare and do other things for money and then eventually you know I stuck with it long enough to finally get to the point where I could live off it and it was my main occupation it was something it was actually a viable business I suppose rather than just something I was chipping away at and Felt a bit like I was banging my head against a brick wall for a long time there, but I'm so proud. I just think it's a massive achievement to have even gotten it to the place where I had a proper solid client base. I was getting lots of word of mouth clients, lots of recognition with my online presence. Um, And, you know, it was something people were talking about and knew like from the start when I first started and people would ask me what I did and I would say, oh, you're new mapping therapy. And they'd be like, what, what's that? Or, ooh. 
And then eventually most people I tell are like, oh, I've heard of that, yeah. you know, and that I didn't do that. That's not all me, but it's still an achievement to have built a business in such a challenging and delicate area that's, you know, met with so much resistance in the mainstream. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a huge achievement. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. (laughs) And here you are doing it again, despite having built it up, you're doing it again um, in the Great Southern, knowing Mm. that it is possible. It's possible. And that it is a valuable um, service that you provide and that it is part of a holistic health regime. Yeah, absolutely. Overall, that's fantastic. Excellent. (laughs) And... If you could write a book on anything, what would it be? Mm, I think it's it's not on the cards yet because I have to become a mum of a teenager before I would feel qualified to write this. But I would love to write a book about how either either for mums or parents of teenage girls or for teenage girls, a book about sexuality and you know the menstrual cycle. Communication, boundaries, consent, their bodies. It would just, it's just every single client that I see is like, oh my God, I wish I'd learned this in school. I wish I knew this when I was younger. I feel um, swindled that I'm only coming to this knowledge now. Like what a different experience I would have had of puberty and of my first sexual experiences if I had known all of this. So that leads me to just go, oh God, I've got to get to them earlier. And if I could write a book for teenage girls or maybe parents um, around how to kind of teach those things, then that would be, yeah, that would be amazing. Do you think that you're not already qualified to do that <laughs> by virtue of having been a teenage girl yourself? Mm, I suppose, yeah. I mean, yeah. But I think I would feel better. Like I would feel more in integrity uh, and more equipped to write that book if I was a parent and I'd done it like you were saying you don't want to coach something on something that you haven't yeah but you're right maybe (laughs) maybe I just need to go and spend some time with teenagers again that's the thing I haven't had any exposure to teenagers for ages so I'm a little bit out of the loop and especially now like oh yeah they all woke the age of technology and (laughs) yeah yeah so who knows yeah, that would be phenomenal because I definitely think that the sex education that is taught in schools is very limited. Mm. Um, there's probably a very patriarchal bent to it. It's probably very yeah. much just about reproduction and your role as a vessel for childbearing. Yeah. And I think it's time for an update, mm. a bit of an evolution Big of time. how female sexuality is viewed. Yeah, so big time. I think it's going to be too long for us to wait out here in the market for you to be the mother of a teenager. I think you need to just do what you need to do to get it out there. Yeah. That would be an incredible book. Incredible. And tell me, Freya, what do you do for fun or relaxation? I love gardening. I just love growing things. Uh, I love animals. I love reading. I do a lot of reading and writing dancing is a huge one for me mm-hmm. um and yeah music so i love going to festivals and to gigs and seeing live music and having a boogie that's just my ultimate self-care flow zone kind of nervous system reset yeah yeah just shaking it off and mm. dancing it out yeah 
Fantastic. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, tell me, in terms of your business journey, if we talk now about what you've been through and, and any advice that you have to people out there who may also, like yourself, be in industries that don't have big corporate office blocks that you can just walk straight into mm-hmm. and, and get a secure job automatically. Um, would you say that there's been someone who's been uh, an influence to you or your biggest influence in business? Uh, I actually wish that there was, I wish that I, you know, there was one person that had a really big influence on me or a business mentor, someone that I could kind of look to or pick their brains, but I've actually, and I do need to get myself one of those. So if you know of any business mentors that are looking for, um, someone to coach, but I actually just dabble in so many different people's approaches and philosophies and, you know, I do a lot of my own research around business and, you know, social media marketing and ethical marketing. And um, I find really valuable information in lots of different places. And I kind of cherry pick the stuff that applies to me or that I find uh, intriguing or that might align. It's a bit tricky just because I am, I'm in such a niche area of business. And so I've, I've found some of the courses I've done or the trainings Um, or the people I've spoken to all of their advice or um, the things that they're kind of the templates they're giving me to follow just don't apply apply. they just wouldn't work Um, and so yeah I mean I wonder sometimes whether my own kind of meanderings online and all the different little trainings and courses and YouTube tutorials I do and blog posts I read whether it's actually kind of diluting my overall approach and my business kind of uh yeah but that's that's what I've been doing so far so there's not not just one thing really I read Mm -hmm. a lot of books I read a lot of things online I try out a lot of different things see what works for me and my business half the time it doesn't feel like it does and sometimes it does for a while and then it doesn't so I don't know I haven't really figured that out yet fair enough Mm. it is it's all about the journey (laughs) yeah and and what would you say have been the biggest obstacles that you've had to overcome so far in that journey um I guess that would be part of part of it because there isn't too many people that have done this sort of thing or that have sort of uh, run a business in this realm there's a lot less out there for me to model it mm-hmm. on or to like I do have to kind of trailblaze in a sense um and I'm not naturally super business minded like that's not I think a lot of people in the holistic health space or the creative spaces um they're really good at the actual service they provide or the skill that they have but the actual business side of it or the marketing side or the number side is not their forte yeah. and I think I fall a little bit into that category which has been a challenge but I'd say my main challenge is like it's been mindset and it's been the classic you know imposter syndrome feeling like I lack enough tools or training or education and who am I to be you know dishing out this advice or you know um and also just feeling um I suppose not so much nowadays but in the beginning Obviously, I came to this work because I had a lot of work to do in the realm of sexuality and releasing shame and all of that 
stigma. And so then a big, big challenge with starting the business and really coming out and being like, I am a yoni mapping therapist. I work with people around sexuality and I massage vaginas. That is, that's me. This is what I do. You know, I had to tell my family that I had to kind of come out and I had to release enough of my own shame um, and uncomfortableness to own that and step into that. And that was fucking hard. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I can 100% imagine. I'm just, just kind of trying to envisage what my parents' faces would be. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I can imagine how that would have been a huge obstacle for you because you would have shed a lot of potentially what was coming from your first family yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, and the maybe the origins of where that had all come from and you'd shed that now and going back in and saying, I don't accept it. And now actually I've gone to the other extreme yeah. and now I help others to get rid of their stuff. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, potentially has come up in their first family. Yeah. So that's incredible. That's amazing. What a huge step to take. And someone so young as well, you know, to really step forward and say, uh, no, this is who I am. You don't get to decide and narrate for me anymore. Yeah, thank That's incredible. you. Yeah, what a huge <laughs> obstacle. It's amazing. Yeah. And um, in the experience, so building the business in Melbourne and now again doing it here, um, what have you learnt over time that has served you well in your business? Um, something that I like to keep in mind Mm. um and it's it's not even specific to business but it it certainly helps keeping this in mind with business is always reflect on where you've come from and how far you've come because I think we were saying before it's really easy to just feel like a little fish in a big pond and there's always more that you could learn or you could be better in this way in this way in this way and as a self, like if you're self-employed, there's no one else setting goals for you or deadlines or milestones. So you can indefinitely set goals and milestones in the future for yourself and always feel like you're working towards something and never look back and actually appreciate how far you've come. So you're always feeling inadequate and like you're behind the eight ball and there's more to be done, more to achieve, higher heights to reach. And all the while, feeling like it's not good enough but something that I regularly try to remind myself to do is actually look back on some of the goals I might have set or look back on you know there might be moments where I've been about to speak at my first workshop you know Mm -hmm. and I was terrified public speaking holy fuck I was going to stand up in front of people and talk about sex and that was a massive deal to me and I felt sick. And then, you know, a couple of years later, I'd run a lot of workshops and I'm speaking on podcasts, for instance, and just thinking to myself, whoa, that was a really huge deal to me once upon a time. And now I've kind of accomplished a level of confidence or comfortability with that. And this next thing that I've set my sights on fucking terrifies me. But like, it's only a matter of time before you're going to also surpass that. And move on to the next challenge. So, yeah, just giving yourself credit, really. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, what great advice. Because I think sometimes, particularly when you are a sole trader, you don't have those 
you know, six monthly performance reviews where yeah. somebody tells you how well you've done and, and what Finally. you've met and, you know, we're uh, very much in the realm of, okay, what's next, what's next, what's mm. next, what's mm-hmm. next. Um, so that's, that's excellent advice is to give yourself a pat on the back and, and really review um, how yeah. far you've come and, and to yeah. celebrate that. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise you let those kind of things go past and you've forgotten to tell yourself how good it is and and embed the learning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And are there any resources or tools that you'd like to share with other small business owners that have helped you run your business? Mm, It might be pretty small, Fry, but something that I absolutely adore and that's been a game changer for me is just my online scheduling Mm -hmm. software or tool. It's I guess because I provide a service, um, it wouldn't really be so helpful for someone with a product or something. But, you know, for clients to book in, just I've, I use Acuity Scheduling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty popular these days, but it's so easy and it looks really professional and it just automates everything. All of your emails, the confirmation emails and the reminder emails. And, you know, people can book in through a link on my website and I don't even have to be a part of that process. Yeah. And they already get their email saying like amazing thank you so much for booking in blah 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 um and i just think that like changed the game for me it streamlines it it makes you look a lot more professional um yeah so that's helpful for me but in terms of other resources i'm not really sure i've um no one's figured that out yeah and that's that's fantastic because again being a service provider uh, that whole leave me a message and i'll get back to you when you're sitting down for a three hour yoni massaging session Mm. Yeah, that person may have moved on or be playing, end up playing yeah. tennis, you know, phone tennis with them. Yeah, exactly. And it's just taken that right out of your hands. Yeah. And, and you're right, it does come along as much more professional and yeah. potentially, you know, people are less and less inclined nowadays to pick up the phone and talk to each other. <laughs> Unfortunately, we, we're missing that now. Um, so it also makes sure that when they are, in the zone of booking yeah. your service, yeah. it's there. Totally. And it's done um, in that in that moment. Mm, exactly. So what's the <laughs> best advice that you've received in business that you wish to pass on or the absolute worst <laughs> that we all need to be warned against? Uh, I love a bit of advice that I've heard from so many different people and it's always, you know, it's packaged differently, but it's all around... Um, I suppose it comes down to picking your target audience and just speaking to them. But Mm. the thing that I find um, valuable is when people just remind me or tell me to be as unapologetically myself Mm -hmm. um, and as authentic as possible, even if it means, you know, swearing a whole lot, being quite irreverent or playful or silly. Um, that's been the best advice because in the beginning, especially with such a, um, I guess, tricky niche to be trying to prove yourself in, mm-hmm. that already, you know, people might be challenging your credibility or because it's maybe looked at as woo-woo or maybe looked at as too sexual or whatever. People are freaked out. Or simply that it's a woman's issue, so therefore it mm. doesn't get as much credence in the yeah. world as other things totally yeah Yeah. so kind of up against a bit there and then you know of course I would feel like oh well I've got to 
come across as super professional and very clean and uh you know not too out there or not too this or not too that and I was trying to be really palatable Mm -hmm. and really approachable to everyone so that people would take me seriously think that I was professional think that I was trustworthy and so my you know early days of marketing and my online presence was all pretty beige I -hmm. suppose at least for me I thought it was pretty beige um, because I was trying to keep everybody happy and I was really worried that if I showed too much of my true colors, you know, how I would usually express myself, how I would usually talk, um, that that would turn people off or scare people away yeah. or detract from my credibility as a professional. Yeah. And then, you know, over the years, I just started realizing that that wasn't the case and fine-tuning the people that I were actually I was actually trying to speak to realizing that you know if someone if I'm completely myself and someone's not picking up what I'm putting down then I don't have anything to help them you know I want to be helping the people that are really drawn to me and gravitate towards the essence of me and so when people have just gone nah just swear go on just yeah just make the joke or just just do exactly what you want to do and then see who sticks around for it. Yeah, That's great advice because I've done that more and more and I've actually noticed so much more engagement, so much more appreciation. People are flocking to that and the right people are flocking yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal advice. <laughs> and actually, um, it's very reminiscent of a conversation that we had on the podcast here with uh, Martha Barnard mm, Ray from yeah. um, Word Candy. And her philosophy similar um and for her it was well clients then self-select i don't have to go through the sifting process of hey i don't think we're going to work out together because people have already decided that either they resonate with you or they don't Mm -hmm. and i think that authenticity is such i'm so sorry that you went through that that you know we all at some stage or other in our lives feel that there's a box that we have to fit into you know um be pretty but don't be too pretty Mm. you know (laughs) be interesting but not too smart uh and all of this you know really dichotomous rubbish that we (laughs) we receive in the messaging particularly to females um but i feel when you're a service provider and something so intimate that you do as well um you know both both physically and also emotionally with Mm. the coaching side of it if you are not showing up as authentically yourself then that's a lot of energy you're expending in a direction that is not serving the client 100% you're already trying to maintain Mm. a mask that doesn't really need to be there Mm. and now you're also having to be an empath to the people sitting in front of you so I'm so glad that you've come out the other (laughs) end of that because it is so important it's so important to to um, business owners to service providers um, even you know people who are selling products if mm. they don't believe in the product they're selling mm. um, and they're putting a mask on then I think consumers are becoming more and more wise to the fact that mm. they're going to go towards people they resonate with and people they yeah. feel authentic yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah and it's just Fantastic. easier it's more effortless just to be yourself anyway yeah, so. absolutely yeah absolutely mm. And so now we've done a bit of a plug for the business. We've sort of worked out what it is that you, um, the fantastic gift that you're bringing to the Great Southern. Tell me, in plugging it, what are you celebrating right now? Are there any recent wins that you've had? 
Oh, actually, just a conversation that you and I had on the couch earlier. I don't know if that's secret still or but potentially doing a speaking a speaking event soon. That's a recent win. Um, <laughs> maybe it is. Um, but I think, I mean, just the fact that I arrived to the Great Southern and I don't know a single soul and I've you know, I've been approached and asked to be on this podcast and another couple of podcasts and I'm just getting like invites and attracting these amazing women in business. That in itself is a huge achievement for me. That's a, that's a big win. I'm excited by that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And also, I mean, we are, you have invited me to your beautiful home today Mm -hmm. and we are now sitting somewhere where you actually have your own studio, you have your own session room yeah and you're open for business and ready to go yeah actually you're right that (laughs) took a while moving interstate is a big thing Mm. so the fact that I've got my massage space set up now and my coaching practice in full swing huge yeah thanks for the reminder that's something to be grateful for yeah congratulations (laughs) and it's such a beautiful space it really is um walk in here and immediately feel um very welcome and the way that you guys have set it up is just beautiful. And the space out the back with all of the natural surroundings, <laughs> it's incredible. I can, I can see, you know, retreats for days here. <laughs> it's amazing. It's absolutely stunning. Oh, it's really beautiful. You've done you. such a great job. And um, tell me, what's your number one business goal that you plan to accomplish over the next year? I want to create an online course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe a couple, actually. I've Mm -hmm. just got too many ideas. That's the problem. (laughs) And then it all gets a bit, yeah, tricky to keep track of. But I would love to have an online course available. Um, And that's just, yeah, that's my my big one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's lots of little bite-sized ones in the meantime, but that's... That's something I've been trying to mobilize myself on for years. And now I'm like, nah, I'm doing it. I've just got to do it. Excellent. Well, I look forward to those. Mm -hmm. I hope they are a prelude to the book that you mentioned earlier. (laughs) I'm I'm a big advocate for this, the the book that um, with all of your knowledge and information in it. So I hope that those courses will hopefully give you the impetus to move in that direction mm. as well <laughs> uh, and now I know that you've only been here for a really short period of time uh, I know you've been out and about networking and meeting people is there anyone that you've met uh, in your travels that you feel would be a really good addition to the podcast someone that I should get on here and an interview mm, that's so hard because you've already covered everyone I know <laughs> you've already interviewed all the people that I would have suggested um but uh, there's actually a woman who I've been getting massages from mm-hmm. oh she's the best she's amazing um and I know that uh, she moved here pretty recently as well. And she, when she was in Perth, she had multiple different massage businesses set up around the city. So that leads me to think maybe she would be a great person to chat to about business. Mm-hmm. And she, her name's Penny and she's just set up a new space to work from um, in a place they're calling The Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So I think they've just opened on York Street and it used to be a... Um, 
the they've got she's gone into business with another woman who used to have the shop down the alleyway Mm -hmm. crystal Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm so new to this place (laughs) but penny's kind of gone into business with her and maybe another woman they've got this space called the sanctuary Mm -hmm. and penny massages and does a few other healing modalities um energy medicine and things like that out the back and she is amazing so maybe give her a try excellent (laughs) thank you for the recommendation amazing and tell me uh, finally, what's the best way for the listeners to connect with you and your business and the wonderful services that you provide? Mm. Uh, so Instagram's probably the best way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be incredible if they would follow me over there. I try to put out lots of really valuable educational kind of uplifting content to inspire people um pretty regularly so that's just freya underscore graph underscore ymt for yoni mapping therapy uh and my website which is just freyagraph.com um also has a bunch of info about what i do and there's a blog on there um that i put regular articles on as well always pretty educational and hopefully empowering so yeah fantastic Excellent. Well, Freya, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me in your beautiful home. My pleasure. For going through the the process of question and answer, which I really do appreciate. It's it's been very enlightening for me. So thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Secret Lady Biz podcast. I really appreciate if you can subscribe, that would be wonderful. And then you won't miss out on all of the incredible interviews we have coming up with some amazing women around Albany and the great Southern region. In the meantime, keep leading however you can, wherever you are.